Johnson of the International Secret Police. Clinton Barney have decided to take Dr. Kingsley, his daughter Jean, and Bob Gilmore with them on their flight into Tibet in pursuit of the octopus. After the necessary preparations, they all go to the secret police hangar where Lee Ying awaits them with the six-passenger monoplane that serves the secret police. Meanwhile, the escaped prisoner Chang has gotten in touch with the octopus by short wave, admitting that he told the police his master's destination. Furious, the octopus orders Chang to stow away in the police plane and cause it to crack up with his enemies. Knowing that failure to follow orders will mean terrible torture, Chang agrees to the plan. Meanwhile, the boys arrive at the airport, but Li Ying is nowhere to be seen until at last, Speed spots him lying unconscious in their plane. Pressed for time, Clint leaves Ying in charge of the ground crew, and we find the plane just about to take off on the flight to Tibet. Everything clear? Yes, Barney. And your nose is right in the wind. Now, let's go. Say, Clint, this crate's a beauty to handle. Got it all over that octopus plane we've been skyriding in. Yeah, for comfort, yes, but it's not as fast. Oh, speed ain't everything. Every time we get in a hurry to go anyplace, what happens after we get there? We get shot at or hit, or they try to drop us in the river and sack. Uh, speaking of being hit, I wonder how Ying's getting along. Ah, uh, don't worry. The hangar crew is going to get him to a hospital right away and let us know by short wave just what ailed him. Well, I certainly hope it isn't a fractured skull. Ying's too valuable right now to be on the sick list. Yeah, I know. Seems like we're getting the bad breaks, all right. But don't forget, old pal, we did smoke the octopus out of Hong Kong. We're winning, even if we do lose once in a while. Well, I wish I could be sure of that. What do you mean? I'd like to know who hit Li Ying and why. Yeah, that's a thought. Hey, supposing somebody slipped in while the gang was out eating and did something to the motors after putting Ying to sleep. Uh, not enough time for that, Barney. These motors are too well protected to reach quickly. Yeah, that's so. Well, guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And then it'll be too late. Well, I think I'll go back and see how the doctor and the rest are getting along. You need that map for a while, Barney? No, I got my latitude and longitude. I'm flying by compass just now. 
And as soon as I have her set right, I'll kick on the automatic pilot. Okay. I'll take it to them. Now, I want to ask Bob a few questions. Yeah, so long. Yeah, so long. If anything comes in over the short wave, let me know. Just open the door and give a yell. Yeah, don't worry. Oh, here's Flint now. Yeah, that was a nice takeoff, Flint. <laughs> yeah, Bob. As good as Barney is at secret police work, he's even better at flying. He loves it, too, you know, particularly when he has as good a ship as this. Well, the secret police plane has everything in it that you might need in your work, all right. Machine guns, ammunition, a lot of cargo that <laughs> I can't make head or tail of. Well, we have to be prepared for everything, Doctor. Well, how do you like flying in this plane, Gene, after the China Clipper? Oh, I love it, Clint. The Clipper was big and wonderful, but this plane is all our own. Kind of private. <laughs> I think Jean should have been a boy, Dr. Kingsley. She thrives on adventure and danger. Yes, I I wonder how many other little girls would like to fly into Tibet on the trail of the worst criminal the world has ever known. Are you sorry you came, Doctor? No. We're safest with you, boys. I realize that. Nevertheless, I can't help but wonder how it will all end. In our favor. Don't you worry, Doctor. That's the spirit, Speed. Have you heard any word about Ying yet? I haven't had time, Speed. We've barely gotten into the air, you know. We'll be hundreds of miles away from here by the time they get Ying to the hospital and have made an examination. What route are we taking, Clint? Well, I can show you better on the map than I can tell you, Bob. Okay. Now, here, I'll spread it out so we can all see. There you are. Now, uh... Here's Hong Kong. Goodness, how small it looks compared to the rest of China. Yeah, small but powerful, Jean. Under British rule, it has become the gateway of the East. But now we must leave British protection and take our chances along the skyways. Directly across southern China, here you see, flying over the provinces of Quanxi, Quichau, the northern tip of Yunnan, Zekwan, Sikong, and then finally we cross over into Tibet. Boy, I hope I don't have to pronounce any of those names. Where are we going to land for refueling, Clint? At the secret police station, Speed. They're not shown on this map, but we can be sure of getting fuel. Well, that is, until we cross the Tibetan border. Then we'll have to take our chances, but oh, I'm not worrying about that. Uh, I know just where in Tibet we should find gasoline. Would the octopus interfere with that? No, that's one thing we can be sure of, Bob. You know, Tibetans, uh, of course, excepting the robbers that rode in the north, are very honorable. And even the brigands have a code of their own. They don't take kindly to outsiders, particularly one with a reputation such as the octopus has. He would have to import his men to work for him in Tibet. No, you know, I don't believe a Tibetan would knowingly serve him. Clint, we know the octopus is a criminal. He's a man who hides his face behind a black mask. Perhaps he assumes another personality in such a place as, say, Tibet. Perhaps the Tibetan government knows him as a respected and honorable man. He may even have an established business there, using it as a blind to his uh, smuggling and similar activities. Possibly, but if that's the case, we'll soon open the eyes of the Tibetan government. Uh, by the way, will our passports carry us over the Tibetan border? Uh, we'll have to stop and have them visaed, and our secret police identification will take care of any irregularities, Bob. But I want to stop at the border anyhow to notify the patrol that the octopus is active in Tibet. Clint, do you think we'll find Marsha there? Yes, I'm sure of it, Jim. Maybe your brother Larry, too. I'll certainly be glad to see Larry again. And if we do find him, Clint, he'll be able to give us plenty of information concerning the activities of the octopus. Yeah. I bet the octopus has been making him work for him all this time. You know, it's strange how a young fellow of Larry Winfield's background could fall in with the octopus. 
Well, he must have gotten himself in a jam, Clint. That's the only explanation for it. He thought the world of his folks and Marcia, and after they died and she was left alone, he'd have done anything rather than disgrace her. But what could he have done? That's what's got me. Larry liked a good time like all of us, but he wasn't the sort that would lose his head. Maybe the octopus framed him. Well, that sounds logical. If young Winfield was making a name for himself as an engineer for that oil company, and if the octopus needed a good engineer... It's a cinch he'd stop at nothing to get him. Well, we'll stop at nothing to get the octopus. And then he won't go around wrecking people's lives and kidnapping swell girls like Miss Marcia. Oh, I like to hear you talk like that, Speed. You're so brave. No, well, I mean, well... Oh, heck, have you got anything to eat, Clint? <laughs> You'll have to get used to admiration if you're going to be a hero, Speed. Well, I'm not going to be any hero. I just want to be a good member of the secret police, like Clint and Barney... They do more real good than all the heroes put together. Oh, no, wait a minute. Hold on there, Speed. You're taking in a lot of territory when you say that. The heroes and heroines of past and present well deserve that title. They're the pioneers of whatever work or profession they may be in. They gamble with the unknown and often must pay their losses with their lives or, or heartbreak. My, it's awfully sad. I don't think I'll ever be a heroine if that's what happens to them. Yeah. Well, by the time you're a young lady, Jean, perhaps everyone will be a hero or heroine. So you might as well be prepared. You bet. Just leave it to the secret police. In a few more years, there won't be any more villains like the octopus. Now that we have set the plane down for reloading, exactly where are we, Master? I recognize this river as a young sea young, but the country itself is foreign to me. We are near a village named Hokao, Kwanu. We are safe here. This fueling station is well isolated. Yes. To all who look upon it, it appears to be a wayside shrine. No one would dream that it would give us gasoline with which to continue our journey. Where are we going to meet the other planes? Further north, near the mountains. I scattered the fleet so that they would not attract undue attention when they refueled. These stupid peasants would notice nothing. But there may be a member of the secret police in this territory. And he would wonder why so many planes were flying west. Speaking of flying and the secret police, I wonder if Speed Gibson, Clint Barlow, and Barney Dunlap are still in the air. Or if Chang has already succeeded in bringing them to Earth. Possibly. Who can tell? But I do know that he will not dare disobey me this time. He was a fool to have attempted an attack on the boy when in plain sight of the other police. Yes, Chang is a fool and a traitor. That is why I made certain that he would not only destroy the secret police, but himself as well when he brought down their plane. Fools may be tolerated so long as they are useful, but a traitor, never. Yes, master. You are always right. Not always. But I try never to make the same mistake twice, Quan Wu. Now that my plane is ready, let us take off again. I'm anxious to reach Tibet and know for a certainty that Chang succeeded in following my orders. <laughs> Clint, I'm still hungry. Well, go get an apple then, Speed. You'll find it with the rest of the supplies in the compartment, just outside of the pilot's compartment. Okay. Want an apple, Jean? No, thank you, Speed. I don't want to spoil my dinner. Well, I'm going to get an apple. Won't spoil my dinner any. <laughs> All right, Speed. And you might look in on Barney while you're up there and see if everything's okay. You bet. Let's see that map again. Wow. The air's kind of bumpy. I wonder what our altitude is now. It's pretty high. Uh, I guess this is where the supplies are kept. 
Hey, the door's open a little ways. That's funny. Here's my apple. Wonder if this door is warped or anything. No? Now, who in heck could have left that open? Maybe Barney knows something about it. I'll go into the pilot's compartment now. Hey, speak! Help me! Barney! Who? What? Hang! Help! He's choking me! We'll crack up! Clint! Bob! Change in the pilot's compartment, choking Barney! Help me get him off and we'll go into a spin! Help! 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 <laughs> 